Hello, this is Merve Tahiroğlu. I'm the Turkey Program Coordinator at Project on Middle East Democracy. And uh, naturally, I've been watching in the past few days news coming out of Turkey and Egypt, um, uh, pointing to signs that, that the two sides might be interested in pursuing a normalization of ties or a rapprochement. And to talk about this with me, I have Nicholas Danforth, a historian and prominent Turkey analyst, who just uh, about about six weeks ago, published a policy paper looking at Turkey and Egypt and uh, uh, explaining the, the number of disputes between the two sides and basically concluding that a rapprochement would prove difficult in the near future. So, Nicholas, let me ask you, what, what do you make of these uh, th this news now that the two sides might be interested in pursuing a rapprochement, given that just a few weeks ago you concluded that would be difficult? What, what changed? Well, let me start off by saying that it's not clear anything has changed. Uh, there remain plenty of problems in between Ankara and Cairo, uh, and no concrete reason to think they're on the verge of overcoming them. Uh, there's an ideological and a geopolitical side to this dispute. Uh, when General Sisi toppled the Muslim Brotherhood in 2013, uh, Erdogan, who was both you know, firmly opposed to coups and also very sympathetic to the Brotherhood, uh, denounced Sisi as a dictator and has continued to do that and has continued to support the Brotherhood. Uh, this ideological dispute then quickly became enmeshed in a much broader dispute across the Eastern Mediterranean. Turkey and Egypt took opposite sides in the civil war in Libya. Uh, and Egypt then began working with uh, Israel, Cyprus, Greece uh, as part of the Eastern Mediterranean Gas Forum. Uh, a grouping designed to exploit the region's newly discovered natural gas resources and pointedly exclude Turkey. Now, at a certain point, uh, Turkey, you know, because of a number of foreign policies it's had, uh, realized how excluded it was in the region, realized how isolated it became, uh, and has made a, gone on a concerted charm uh, offensive. It's uh, announced that it's going to try to improve ties with Israel, that it's going to try to improve ties with the Gulf, with the United States, with Europe, uh, even more uh, optimistically with Armenia. Uh, and yet the substance remains very much lacking. Uh, you saw the other day that uh, Turkish Foreign Minister Mevlüt Çavuşoğlu announced that Turkey was on the verge of signing a maritime delimitation agreement with Cairo. Uh, Egypt was very quick to dismiss this and say there was actually no talk of this. Uh, and this follows a pattern that we've seen in all of these uh, supposed rapprochements that Ankara has, has launched. Uh, the Turkish government announces that it's prepared to improve ties with any number of countries that it's on the verge of a diplomatic reset with them. And then it turns out that the other side doesn't know anything about it. This is just propaganda put out by Ankara. Uh, so again, anything could happen. There are good reasons that Turkey and Egypt may want to improve ties. But until we see anything concrete coming from Cairo, until we see evidence that Turkey may be willing to offer some concessions, uh, in Libya, in the Eastern Med, on the issue of the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, it's, you know, I'm not holding my breath for a diplomatic breakthrough. I would actually agree with your skepticism on this. And, you know, in terms of the concessions you mentioned, you know, I, I can't imagine what would be the 
concessions that Erdogan would be prepared to offer Egypt uh, on on the front regarding uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, because of course, I mean, if, completely for ideological reasons, as you said, uh, Erdogan has come out in support of the Muslim Brotherhood and very firmly against the the coup led by uh, President uh, Sisi now, and. Uh, in the years following that, as Turkey, as Erdogan and Sisi have been on opposite ends of it, um, Turkey has emerged as this uh, hub or refuge for effectively Arab and, and in particular Egyptian uh, descent. Many of them have relocated to Turkey and Turkey has a number of uh, opposition uh, media um, with Egyptians that have stayed there. So uh, on, on one side, uh, it's, it, it would be a very positive thing for Turkey to have uh, normal diplomatic relations with all of its neighbors in the neighborhood, particularly in the East Med, as you mentioned, they're just Turkey's enmeshed in too many uh, disputes. So any kind of uh, uh, solution-oriented foreign policy from Erdogan, I think, would be quite a welcome change. Uh, on the other hand, hopefully it doesn't come at the expense of uh, uh, this new role uh, that that uh, Turkey has um, uh, taken up as supporters of, of uh, Egyptian and, and, and Arab descent. It's ironic to see that Ankara is now in the position that the United States has long found itself in, you know, of being uh, torn between standing up for its, you know, democratic values, however they're understood, and actually betraying those for the sake of better relations with uh, an authoritarian government in Egypt. Yes, indeed. It, I, I don't like to portray himself as a defender of, uh, of democratic principles in this case, but of course, um, that is undermined by the fact that he, just like Sisi, is one of the top uh, human rights abusers in the world today. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for joining me.